0: Hey guys, it's November 26th, and welcome to Syngap 10. As you can tell or hear, uh, I am not Mike. My name is Caitlin. I am a Syngap sibling from New Jersey. Um, I personally listen to Syngap 10 through Spotify, so I've actually never watched the videos, so I hope you enjoy. Um, my sister was actually just diagnosed in September and she is 28 years old. And so for about 26 years, my family had a handful of diagnoses, the biggest one being epilepsy. She was having about hundred seizures a day. Um, we had cerebral palsy and we had developmental delay. And all these other things that we would have that we weren't sure were part of the big picture or just part of who she was. Um, and now we have this SYNGAP1 diagnosis and this actual thing that my sister has, um, before it was just this, it almost felt like a laundry list. Um, and what my family, the biggest thing that we're still wrapping our minds around three months later is these little things, these little tiny things, this part of this laundry list of things that she had, um, is actually just kind of umbrella under the SYNGAP1 thing. A syngap one diagnosis—it's not even a thing. It's a diagnosis, um, and so connecting with people and being able to tell each other stories—you know—anytime we would tell people that she was having a hundred seizures a day, that my mom was able to clock, um, we would be like, hundred seizures a day? Oh my god, that's so many!" And you're right, it is—it's a lot. But while talking to other syngap parents, they're like, "Oh yeah, a hundred seizures a day. Like that's—you know—that's also how much my child has as well." And um, that's been incredible about the community. And so I wanted just to tell you a little bit of background about me, about why I'm here right now. So that's my connection to Syngap. I am a Syngap sibling, but I am also, me personally, a nonprofit professional. And after her diagnosis, I was doing all of my research. Um, I know it is rare. SYNGAP1, but was there a community? I wanted something for my parents to have because they always felt like they did something wrong and now they know. They know they did nothing wrong. You know, I know a lot of families, it's a very upsetting diagnosis for, for them, a lot of young children. For me, we were on the other side of things. We were like, oh my God, there's a thing, this is it. So I wanted to know what type of community was out there. And within a week of my sister's diagnosis, I was on the phone with Mike. And within two weeks, I lost track of how many people from SRF that I talked to. And not only did I fall in love with the aspect of community in this nonprofit, but I also loved their mission of finding a cure. And I found out about Karen and and it didn't matter that my sister was an adult and that she was older. We were still looking for a cure, that we could still be a part of everything. And But my biggest thing, my absolute biggest thing was the overhead. Now, this time of year, when everybody's giving, you're going to fight from nonprofits on who's going to give. They're all fighting and battling against each other. And being a nonprofit professional this time of year, I always end up dying on this hill. I can't stand it. It annoys me. I won't talk politics on social media. I don't deal with any of that. But this is the one thing that I just cannot keep my mouth shut on, and it's that nonprofits need overhead cost. Right? Turning on the lights costs money. Licenses to be a nonprofit costs money. Staffing, whether it's program programming or administration, administration also it costs money. It costs money to do an organization, and so no matter what. An organization needs overhead, especially number one, staffing. If you want proper staffing who care about what they do, they need money because money gives you food, money gives you a house, money. These people need money to survive. So my biggest thing, nonprofits need overhead. Now, my biggest thing, my biggest hill is that you need to do your research. Where are they going? How much money are they using on their overhead? Are they transparent about where their money's going? So these are all the things that I'm thinking of when I look into a nonprofit. What is their overhead cost? I know they're going to have some. Are they paying their professionals properly? Because that's also important. We do need to survive. And how transparent are they about their money and where it's going? Top three things I look at looking at a nonprofit. So I find SRF. And I'm like, they don't, they don't have overhead. Like, how is this possible? I'm really confused. How is this possible? So I dive deeper and I find that yes, zero, zero of donor dollars. They have overhead, but the money that actually goes to SRF goes to SRF. It doesn't go to that overhead which is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, who, anywhere, you think of American Cancer Society, you think of all these big names, um, ALS, they they all have overhead because that's normal, that's okay. And yes, SRF may not be a big name yet. They will be someday. But to start off, that overhead cost, cost so much. And I know that because I work in this profession. I know what it's like. And to know that any money that is being donated is not going to overhead is crazy. That's phenomenal. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know that SRF is extremely transparent in what they do and where the money goes, which is huge. It's so hard to find. Some people are very transparent on what they do. But you have a weekly podcast saying, this is what we're doing. This is the update on SRF. This is what's going on. This is what's going on in the SYNGAP community. So, I mean, a weekly podcast is super transparent. And if you have a question you ask Mike, he tells you what's going on. You know where all of the money is going, which is crazy. So I was on board from there, helping my sister. I got a community not only for me, but for my parents. And the organization is, I did my research. I talked to Mike. There was people that I was able to talk to to find that this organization was real. So in case you forgot, or in case this is your first episode in 2021, so this year that we're currently in closing out, about $600,000 has been granted by SRF to um, USC for a postdoc study, patients um, for a postdoc study, I'm sorry, postdoc study for patient cell lines to Rarebase for our drug repurpose screening and to Boston Children's Hospital for an EEG biomarker and natural history study. And that's just some of what has been done. So brand new organization, we're already talking in the hundreds of thousands and this is where they have put their money. This is what they're doing. So if you're in the US, I hope that you've enjoyed your leftover turkey dinner. Um, I know mine was delicious. I hope you're winding down from your shopping today on Black Friday I hope tomorrow you go out and you support your local businesses on a small business Saturday and you take a nice, beautiful break, say goodbye to your loved ones that may have visited or you have visited in on Sunday and complete more holiday shopping on Cyber Monday while using Amazon Smile, smile.amazon.com and supporting the Gapp Research Fund. You can find us there. So you can shop and donate at the same time. But most importantly, I hope that you put some money aside in order to participate in Giving Tuesday. So of course you don't have to wait until Tuesday to give us money. You can go to syngap.fund gt21 or s-y-n-g-a-p dot slash g-t-21 to donate and participate part of this four or five day weekend of money spending activities. Um, but I also understand that money's super tight this time of year and in this type of life right now and if you have a loved one who's been recently diagnosed um, we do have an end of year giving letter that you can include in your holiday card. Um, You can customize it to make it fit your family and your situation. Um, Put it in your holiday card, send it to friends, send it to family and ask them to donate money to us because I'm sure if you are a loved one being impacted by Syngap you understand how important all of this research and what we do is. So That is what I am here for. I am here to hope and convince you that you need to give us money for Syngap One Research and that you will be participating in Giving Tuesday. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you have a great kickoff to your holiday season and you will hear from Mike next week. Um, I hope you enjoyed, bye.